mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com What is the relevance of marriage to women yeah. now? There's a reason why they call it building a family because you're mm. building a system of governance. Ooh, um, so it's really <laughs> you need to liberate yourself from thinking that every single person that you go out on a date with, you must marry them. Can women have it all? Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee and I'm Courtney and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about marriage and the modern day woman. So obviously we are two women in our early 20s, you know, glowing and growing, as we like to say. As we like to say. Um, in business, in our careers, um, just personally and in sisterhood as well and in friendship. And we talk, we are never shy to talk about relationships on this podcast. No, we are um, not. But one thing that we actually got from the sisters over on Instagram is they want to hear our thoughts on marriage. And being two um, 21st century women, what do we think about marriage? Is marriage still relevant what are the benefits and what are the things that we need to be thinking about at women in our stage of life mm -hmm. in terms of preparing for marriage or just what we believe marriage to be yeah. so it's going to be a really interesting conversation if you are listening to us on spotify or apple welcome sis welcome, welcome. to the conversation um but you can also watch us on youtube if you prefer to see our lovely faces oh. um <laughs> We are also on YouTube. Just search to my sister's podcast and you'll be able to find the full episode version um, on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know how many times I can say that. <laughs> but if you're on a walk or you just want to listen to us, we are also on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts for you to have a listen. Yep. So today we're not doing a dilemma, actually. Oh. Today I wanted to ask you, Renee, oh. it is the end of Q1 it of indeed. 2021. It that is the me. first quarter of 2021. The first three months have gone. Yeah. They have flown by. They really have. Like they have actually whisked by is it that we're getting old or like what's what's going I've on with time theory that it's when you get older time feels shorter really yeah because you're so used to it okay you know yeah but anyway anywho gosh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some existential <laughs> dread right there <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think i wanted to kind of talk about how has q1 how mm -hmm. has the first quarter of uh 2021 been for you mm. we did an episode where we did talk about our 2020 reflections yeah and our discoveries last year but also our intentions for this year yeah. how has this year been going and what is your biggest lesson discovery yeah. that you're going to use as wisdom to you know continue the year oh that's interesting it's funny because i actually have my own um like internal q1 review okay so like with the the way that i set up my year is i actually split it up into quarters and i review my annual goals every quarter to see that. how far am i i'm getting ahead and whether i need to pick up the pace on some or um i can take off others and quite honestly q1 is actually it's gone really well Ooh. like it's gone really really well um yeah, I've been able to tick off a couple of things that I thought I was going to tick off at the end of the year. Mm. And 
one of them being the hundred k on the downloads oh, for TMS. So thank that you was hundred k downloads. That was awesome, <laughs> just to like put mark that in green, but also a whole bunch of other stuff mm. and. Yeah, Q1 has actually been going really, really positively for me. And I think that's also a testament to the fact that I've given myself a lot more grace and space Mm. in um, 2021. So the fact that I have longer league times for staff, the fact that there's less pressure, the fact that these goals that I've written down for myself are a lot more concrete um, has definitely made the difference. Um, In terms of like, yeah, what I've learned and tangible steps. So I've learned that it's important to go in your own pace, mm. whether that is slow or fast. Yeah. Oftentimes when we say go in your own, at your own pace, we often think, oh, you need to slow down. But sometimes that can also mean speed up. Mm. And there's a lot of things that I didn't think I could speed up on that I sped up on and it happened. Wow. So that was pretty, pretty cool. So like one of them being the fact that like I moved out at the beginning of this year, I thought yeah. I was going to move out at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, and other things just happening literally like that. Um, so go at your own pace mm. and allow yourself to dictate your pace according to your current lifestyle and according to what is important to you in the moment. Mm. In terms of like tangible, practical thing that I'm taking with me into Q2 um, is probably to be more ambitious, actually. Ooh. I thought that my ambitions were high. Yeah. But I've probably in terms of like my annual goals, I'm well on my way to like accomplishing them if I go at the same like mm. rate that I'm going now. Mm in like q3 so actually raising the bar a little bit um has really been important to me um and in order to be like be more ambitious i think challenging myself a lot more Mm. and just raising the standard and raising the bar for myself that is so um, good going into q2 and how that practice practically manifests Mm -hmm. itself um for me is the kind of practical action steps that I put beside each goal, I need to move tighter on them, like a lot more tighter on them. And I'm really excited to see what that looks like. So so good. Yeah, um, it's been great. Even like, oh, I set myself like a physical goal. So I'm not a runner. I don't like running. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a runner. I don't like running. I can run. Yeah. Like when I, I could run, but I just didn't enjoy it. And now I run like three times a week. Wow. And my pace has increased so much. And it's just That's been so good. Yeah, so just like little things like that that's mm-hmm. been super cool. But, I'm um, super proud of you. I feel like this, the last three months I have been watching, I've had the privilege of watching <laughs> Renee just like flourish. And it's been so beautiful because obviously you're my best friend and like you're my sister. I want to see you win in everything, but to see you go for it. Yeah. Oh, it's been, I'm just so proud. Like you don't even cool. know what's happening behind the scenes. I'm so proud of this girl. <laughs> Um, but in due time, <laughs> in due time, in due time, in due time. Um, but that's so beautiful. I think that that's such, those are such great tips, man. Thank you, those man. Those are such great tips. Okay. What about yourself? Oh, Q ones be going yeah. great. Um, <laughs> Since really be forgetting about herself, no, we need to be here about you, Miss Courtney. <laughs> so interestingly enough for 2020, I didn't, sorry, interesting enough in 2020, mm. I didn't write like pinpointed goals for 2021 Mm. um because 2021 for me is about mindsets for the next Mm. like decade okay and i feel like the reason why i say that is i don't i don't (laughs) identify with that word Um, (laughs) 2020 for me was filled with so many hits like so many um, reasons to have to pivot, to yeah, have yeah, to yeah. be resilient and just shocks all over the place like it was for most people. Mm. And I think it took a major hit to my confidence. Mm. And towards the end of the year, I, I started getting new opportunities and new things which 
put me in a position which was completely different to how I was in the beginning of the year. Mm. And because of that, I started to realize that even though I now have new a new level of resources, I have I'm in a new space. I've you know I had just secured the second CDB London space. Yeah. Um. And I. I'm in such a better place. I'm still scared. Mm. And I really wanted to challenge myself on that. So I didn't come with like, you know, I can tick this off. I can tick that off. Yeah. Um, but more so, I was more so like I, the, the next three months, my aim for Q1 actually was instead of taking the end of 2020 to prepare for 2021, I'm going to take the end of 2020 to just rest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that once I start 2021, I can actually start it from a place of, feeling energized um and then I can use the first three months to prepare so the last three months have actually looked like me investing in myself so Mm. new equipment new Mm -hmm. setup new spaces producer (laughs) Courtney Um, new teams new um new look like CDB went through a bit of CDB London my hair company went through a bit of a refresh Mm -hmm. um all of those things and I absolutely loved doing it and I think I've gotten to that place now where Q2 Q3 and Q4 I'm just so ready to just run and kind of just challenge myself to think why not like why not me why why can't I achieve these things that I'm dreaming of um um, and actually, surprisingly, 2021 came with new financial blessings. <laughs> That's what I can say. And I'm actually... Hello, did you hear that? It was the money calling. <laughs> I just... Did you, did you pick that one up? <laughs> <It's> just, just... <laughs> and like, like when we were saying, you know, 2021 is where the money resides. Absolutely That's where, gonna be. where the money resides. Um, I've been thinking to myself, but also my mindset about money has mm, been changing mm-hmm, as well. And mm-hmm. maybe we will do an episode on this, but I've been more con- conscious of... I'm just a steward of what I have. Mm. I'm really trying to get in tune with, okay, with what I have. Because, little anecdote, when I started getting, you know, different levels of money and yes, it was ma'am. just like, oh, you know, last year, I've we went into this in the I'm broke episode. Yeah. I was broke last year. <laughs> like this time last year, I was going through it. And um, so, and now a year later, I'm in a different place. I was ready to buy loads of designer shoes. I was so ready. My carts were open, Renee. They were there on my laptop, uh, designer bag and shoe. Uh-uh. I was so ready. And interestingly enough, and then interestingly enough, I listened to a um, podcast. Um, it was the Who We Be podcast hosted mm-hmm. by Harry Pinero. And yeah. I can't remember the, the lady's name. It was, it's, it's Henry, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, they were interviewing Chunks and Philly, mm-hmm. um, who are, you know, amazing influencers, hosts, presenters. Yeah. Absolutely love them. And they were talking about, you know, they've they've come into a new level of wealth um, at such a young age and very quickly. Mm-hmm. And what have they been learning about money? And they were saying how, you know, in the beginning, they wanted to blow all the money on the designer flex. garments. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, to flex, you know, by the new car buy the new shoes and to a degree they did that but then after a while they realized this is stupid Mm. like I have all this money that could literally change lives and you know do things that would make impact and all of this and this this is literally the day I've added all these things to my cart right um they're like yeah we've got all this money that we could use to like it was a sign it was a massive sign like we could we could help pay for people's education Mm. we could help people and support people's ventures we can invest in our futures and all of that and then here I was like oh darn it like as much as I want to make these these mistakes that you make when you're young of like I bought this thing I kind of regret it Mm wisdom tells you you can learn from other people's experiences and here were these two people similar age to me being mm. like it's not worth it yeah and so I was like oh gotta do the the mature thing now <sighs> no shoe and bag again <laughs> no shoe and bag um and that's not to say I'm against like 
treating yourself. I'm a big advocate of treating yourself. But I think when I started to think about it, those Mm. things actually weren't important to me. I just wanted them because I've never had them before, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. But now it's like, now I've kind of sat down and I've thought about it months later. I'm like, it's not worth it. I wouldn't buy it. Um, So it's really been about literally preparing my mindset and stuff like that. Because I really feel like, and I I pray this as well for all the sisters, I really feel like there's just an outpouring coming. There really is, Just an abundance of stuff. And I don't want to have a scarcity mentality. But also in me working hard and, you know, making new relationships and trying to embrace myself a bit more as well I don't want my mind to be limited I don't want to be the one Mm. that holds me back Mm -hmm. from really embracing the opportunities that are going to come for the rest of the year so Q1 was about mindset for me preparation um, and now I'm ready to hit the ground running (sighs) let's get it let's get (laughs) it but yes that is our little um two cents for the first segment of today's um episode But we're about to get into a very juicy conversation about marriage and the modern day woman when it comes down to being a 21st century woman, you know, on her business, on her education, whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. how have our perspectives towards marriage changed mm-hmm. what do we believe about marriage is there even a point in getting married let's just hop straight into this juicy comfort i'm so ready yeah renee yes ma'am mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm listening do you want to get married oh why did this one catch and see you? no i'm trolling i'm trolling i'm trolling i'm so trolling yes yes i do i i okay. do i guess so. okay cool and had have you always wanted to get married mm, not really you know Tell us why. (laughs) Why? Um, So I have had a very interesting relationship with marriage. Mm. I was never really that young girl that was fantasizing or like dreaming about what her wedding day would look like. And then, you know, just the man will come in and Mm. enter and everything will be fine and dandy. And I think that's part and parcel of being in a culture where I've seen a lot of turbulent marriages and Mm. a lot of, you know, Mm. for better, for worse, but for worse is really the prevailing. It's the the theme. It's It's below the worst. So for me, I, having been part of that culture and seeing, you know, interesting marriages Mm. around me, it was never really something that I desired proper actively it was something that was like oh it would be cool to get married but I never really was the kind of girl that was like on my wedding day I will be wearing this Mm. I will be with a man that's like this Mm. and all that kind of good stuff every now and again I was you know scenario here but yeah but as I've grown older I'd like to get married yeah I'd like to get married um I'm in a similar field I think I do want to get married. I think I've always been very vocal about that. Um, (laughs) But also I have gotten to a place place where my view of marriage has definitely changed Mm -hmm, over mm -hmm. time. And similarly, I've unfortunately been around a lot of dysfunctional marriages and Mm. marriages that, you know, failed and miserably, (laughs) miserably. And it's quite discouraging sometimes, you know, when like you want something because you see maybe on TV and to be honest, it's the Disney complex, right? Marriage is that it's the wedding day. It's mm-hmm. the, I, I want a man. I want to be with somebody. And we're going to have, you know, great times. and We're going to kiki. But then in your reality, <laughs> yeah. you see the hardships of yeah. marriage and the, the having to make hard decisions and having to be with someone that is not like you. Like you're not the same people. Um, and have to navigate that and just different life circumstances as well come to add to that. And you realize that actually marriage, oh, it's not all fairy tales. It really it's not isn't. all happily ever after. Do I actually want this? And I think that that's when you start I started to realise anyway, marriage is for the mature. Mm. Right? Or it's for the people who are ready to mature very quickly. Very quickly. Um, and so 
I think I was also in a place where, okay, I want to get married, but I want to get married right. Like I want to do it right. And I, and that's not to say any marriage is perfect, Mm. but I want it to be functional. I want it to be sustainable. I want it to be forever, like a commitment forever. Um, and I understand now that that's going to change me Mm. and I need to be willing to have that, make that change, you know? So that's my view on marriage currently. Um, Mm. but in that though, there's this, Kind of talking, obviously, we've got all the sisters. <laughs> we've got all the sisters on here. And I think one thing that's really interesting to talk about right now is, mm. do you think, when we when we think about the modern day women, let me set some, set some context here. Yeah. When we think about the modern day women, we think about the woman who she's got her money. Mm-hmm. She may have already bought her own home, yeah. you know, or she, she drives her nice car or she just knows she's, she's on her grind. Yeah, she's yeah. doing what she wants money wise. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't necessarily need to get married for provision's sake. So in that, what is the relevance of marriage to women yeah. now? Especially yeah. in the traditional sense of, okay, you know, women couldn't work yeah. and all of that. But now we can work. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we can we take can, care of ourselves. Now we can take care of ourselves. Now we can own land. That's it. Now there's even modern technology for us to have kids. Yeah, without, without having... You know, it, yep, not yep, on yep. our own. You but like, obviously yeah. still need the biology yeah. aspects are still there. But on, on our own, mm-hmm. what's the relevance of marriage to us now? Mm. Um, well, I think, first of all, I still think that marriage is a choice. Mm. And I think that mm-hmm. whereas it's, it's just so interesting how the conversation has changed, right? Like, like maybe the last generation or two, three generations ago, it was kind of like, you must get married. And yeah. like, what is there? How could you live without being married? Yeah. And now it's flipped so much that it's kind of like, why would you get married? Mm. So it's really interesting how like the cultural shift has landed us in a situation where marriage is almost irrelevant. Yeah. Purely because marriage as an institution was built so much on how much does this marriage provide for yes. the women? Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? Insofar as the relevance of marriage to a woman now, I still think it's relevant. It's still a choice. I still think it's relevant, but it's very much based on how you see marriage and how you see it functioning. Mm. So you had a brilliant point in the episode that we did um, on high value men and femininity in that marriage can be seen as a multiplication. Mm. There are certain things that you just cannot do or cannot reap and cannot you know continue to do alone yeah and i think whilst it is a beautiful thing that we're seeing a lot of women rise and do all sorts of amazing stuff it's also pretty cool to be able to share that with somebody and not even just share it but also hit the gas pedal on it yeah the acceleration I, i love the whole idea of being with somebody that is able to be my helper and i be his helper mm. so that we can together like you know really make a difference 100%. or really like do some impactful stuff. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it comes down to what are you actually marrying for? Mm. Some people marry just for love. Some people marry for provision. And some of us marry for multiplication. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to love you. I still want to be able to enjoy a relationship yeah. because, you know, companionship is actually nice. Yeah. Intimacy <laughs> is nice within a marriage. That's also, <laughs> do you know what? It's actually nice. And I think we shouldn't shy away from, you 100%. know, saying the fact that we enjoy intimacy and we enjoy being with some. <laughs> Courtney, stop it. You shouldn't be afraid to say that, you know, <laughs> marriage is that desirable and yeah. that intimacy is desirable. Um, and if you do want to have a, you know, legally binding or faith binding um, relationship with mm. someone, that's cool. That's mm. okay. That's, that's not dishonorable. You're not, you know, conceding defeat to... <laughs> 
you know, the patriarchy by deciding to get married. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, a hundred. It's actually cool. Um, and there's a lot of benefits that come with being married. A hundred. And I, I think that that's such, what you said is so well put. Like for me, I think the way my perspective on marriage has been changing is it really is about that acceleration aspect like I've even been thinking about it in the most superficial sense but yeah in buying a home mm-hmm. you it can all... buy a, a much better home Come it's on. so much easier yeah. when you're, you have somebody yeah. yes you can apply with a friend and all of your parents whatever but when you get married and it's like double the income you've got you know extra provisions here and there yep, yep. life goes for it scoots forward you know and and that and it's beautiful to have somebody with you who can like you said like you put your foot on the gas now we're doing something together i've got someone like we talk about it with sisterhood Mm. how sisterhood is so important Mm. imagine that now with somebody who knows you on either even deeper levels right and who you're you're ready and you're committed to doing absolutely the rest of your life with i think that that is such a beautiful thing and i think it's also very relevant because like you said it's not just about you know, going to someone for them to do everything for you now. It's about actually this individual, I really like them. And I, I want them to be more than just my best friend. I want to sleep with you. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Even that though, do you know, not even in terms of like the sexual element for me, I don't know how I'm going to get over the whole sharing the bed situation. I saw a tweet. I think you'll love it. It's like sleepovers. A t- Every day. Uh, there was a tweet that killed me that was like, well, marriage is such a scam because now you have to sleep in a bed with someone for the rest of your life. And I was I like, mad at it, child. but it gets hot. But it gets very cold. I'm screaming. It's true. <laughs> it's cold winter, sis. It's cold no, winter, but at, at the same time, I mean, a man is not just a bed warmer. But at, yeah. the time, <laughs> at the same time, I think that there, obviously you've got to still have your alone time. You're still your own person. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I oftentimes hear married people like, oh, enjoy your singleness. All these things that you couldn't do before. Da, da, da. But they would never want to be single again. Yeah, that's true. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, like, if you true. told them, okay, be single for the rest of the life, they're like, no, I like it here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, <laughs> I got out together. <laughs> I like where I am. And I, I think that that's together. a testament to what having a healthy marriage is like. And I think mm. what is so important about what you said is women are no longer in the position where we have to get married for survival. We get married by choice. Yeah. And we yeah. choose our spouses. And I think that leads us into a really like important conversation to have about we're no longer just being chosen we're now also doing the choosing mm. and so with that then how as modern day women yeah what do we look for in, in men because i'm sure there are some men peeking their eyes we see you brothers <laughs> we see you brothers we love it but um wanting to know kind of what women look for and also similarly men like what what do, what do we look, look for? for now that marriage especially for the modern day woman may mean mm-hmm. something different it may have a different level of significance mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. less mm-hmm. but it's just different now yeah. yeah what do we look for in marriage and what do we look for in the men that we marry yeah um so we're looking for high value men. let me stop trolling. <laughs> let me stop trolling let me stop trolling but do check out that episode because yes, it is very much part and parcel of this conversation what to look for in marriage or what to look for in a man that you know you're you would like to marry mm-hmm. The first thing that I would say to that is somebody that shares commonalities with you. Mm. Um, 
I think we often jump to, I want a man to do X, Y, Z. I want a man to do this. But we also need to be conscious of the fact that there are certain traits that we look for that we should have in common with them. Mm. So when we say, you know, I want him to be emotionally intelligent. Are you also emotionally intelligent? Right. We want him to be X, Y, Z. Do you have the capacity to also share that commonality? Mm. Should you come across somebody that is like that mm. and they also demand the same of you? So I think the first thing is to make sure that there's a baseline of commonalities between you two. So good. Um, such that it makes it easier for a potential marriage to take place. Mm. Um, and then looking for marriage material, I would say you want to find somebody that you can have very candid conversations with that are both emotional and logical. Right. Often we go for one over the other. Sometimes it's too emotional. I love you. Let's make this work yeah. no matter what. And it's <laughs> love don't feed the, they don't feed the kids and they don't pay the bills. And that's important. You need to be able to have logical conversations um, with an individual that you're interested in marrying because marriage is not just about emotions. It's also an institution. You're so building good. a family. There's a reason why they call it building a family because mm. you're building a system of governance. Ooh, um, so it's really, <laughs> it's just, it's literally a system of governance. You need to be very cognizant of who you want to build this system of governance yeah. from because the family is the very first institution that many of us are exposed to mm. and that's the root of a lot of trauma that we have to spend time unlearning and picking at in adulthood so marriage is not even just about you two it's about what system of governance do I want to impart my you know on my family or yeah. my future family do I see this person as somebody that I can build with I can share with I can have children with because mm. again it extends beyond just like marriage but it's also if you have kids do you see this person as both your husband and the father of your of kids because there's some people you see as husband material but they're actually not father material Ooh, and it's really so important true. because you need to have both to have so a true. functioning family unit yeah um so that's definitely a tra another thing that you might want to look for when you're thinking about you know what to have in a marriage mm. and that kind of stuff um, and then, of course, room to grow, not potential room to grow, because there's often the conversation around, oh, he's got potential. He's realizing his potential. No, no, room for growth means that when life gives you a different circumstance mm. or when challenges come, you're allowing the person space to grow. Yeah. Potential is more kind of like do they have the potential to come into themselves as X, Y, Z? Whereas room to grow is as life unfolds, are you permitting that person the opportunity to change and adapt mm. in reaction to a very specific stimuli that you can't see coming? So good. So really give, like, are you willing to allow that person space to grow? And are you willing to allow the nature of your love to also change with it right because i think many of us enter relationships and marriage and think that the wedding day is the end of the marriage the wedding day is i know exactly who i'm marrying Ooh, you will never really so know everything about the person yeah. you're marrying until you life throws you know challenges yeah. at you so it's not even just a commitment to you i'm marrying this person that i know based on the history of us but i'm marrying this person and taking a bet that i know that you are going to you know, grow. Yeah. I know that you are going to adapt and change. And you're committed I know to that, that I'm committed to that. And I know that I'm going to choose to love you in spite of all of these things. So that those are, wisdom, right? those are the kind of things that I would say, but yeah. 
Miss Courtney no I, I think you've hit the nail on the head <laughs> like I don't even know what else to add I think that there is that other element though of am I as committed to grow mm, like as mm. I'm looking for somebody who is evolving and changing and developing am I as committed to also evolve and mm, change because mm-hmm. I think there's literally that Disney complex right where yeah. you've imagined your whole life you've imagined your wedding day the only thing that's missing is who is going to be the groom who is going to to play the role of the husband yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this perfect fairytale life? You know, oh, and literally everybody who comes, you're then measuring them up of, I don't like the way you were, you, were, this, you said those lines. This is like, it. That's not, you don't this match up to my, my Prince Charming in my head. Mm. But then the unfortunate thing about that is that's why a lot of times in dating, a yeah. lot of us are presenting people that we don't intend to be in marriage yes yes and then ah. unfortunately <laughs> once your your boyfriend or your girlfriend has stopped acting you've discovered that the real person behind the mask is not someone you actually want to you be with like forever them. and now what now what how do you combat that and i think it's another <laughs> that's another challenge and something you need to find balance with which i actually want to ask you which mm. is do you think we should date with the intention to get married mm-hmm. And if you are dating with the intention and the ultimate goal of, okay, I want to get married. I know that about myself. Yeah. How do you do that healthily? Yeah. Yeah. I love this topic so, so much. (laughs) And God knows Courtney loves this topic so, so much. You already know. But this whole idea of dating to marriage, I think we have it conflated with when we go on a date with someone, Mm. am I dating to marry you? I think we need to... Dating with the intention of marriage means that you are hoping that the relationship or rather the relationships that you in like have mm. will end in you two deciding to get married. So true. However, a lot of people date with the expectation that the next person that they date will be their husband. And there's a difference. There's a very, very big Tell distinction. Tell us the difference. Because if I'm, say, for example, Courtney, I'm now dating you. You're very lucky. Very lucky. <laughs> I'm now dating you. Just because I'm dating to marry doesn't necessarily mean I'm dating to marry you. Mm. But because many people go in with the assumption that the person that they're currently dating or the person that they, you know, um, are dating next, they're dating to marry them. That's when it becomes sticky and you trap yourself because you think that the end goal of this specific relationship has to be marriage to mm. this specific person. When you're dating with the intention to marry, it's okay, cool. Like marriage is the end, one of the end goals of this relationship. But if it doesn't work out, that's cool. I'm still dating to marry. It's just that I've discovered I'm not marrying you. There is a very big difference. Stop trapping yourself because you'll end up in an 11 year relationship. You'll be in the talking stage for six years and you'll be wondering why. (laughs) You'll be wondering, you'll be wondering why is this man not proposing? Oh, maybe next year. But you know, he said he's dating to marry. So, um, He's, he's going to marry me. He's not going to marry you. This is it. And then you get heartbreak. And people will be saying all sorts of funny things on like Twitter and Instagram. Like, you know, I only have one heartbreak left in me. I'm not <laughs> going through the talking stage again. As soon as I get out of this, marry me or I'm done. <laughs> I think you need to liberate yourself from thinking that every single person that you go out on a date with, you must marry them. Mm. Sure, it will be in the back of your mind. Am I compatible with this person? Mm. Would I be happy, you know, potentially... And it be in the back of your mind. Exactly. Would I be happy marrying this person? But I don't think that when you're... Especially in the initial, st- like, stages, right? That's when you're only really getting to know someone. So and because we put so much pressure in that phase that 
we assume, oh, I'm going to marry this, like, am I going to marry this person? It becomes so much more tricky to now extricate yourself from the situation mm. or at least have fun in getting to know the person so without true. the pressure of like, am I actually really going to marry this, this person? And then, then when you've attached that expectation, like I'm going to marry you, that's when you start performing. This is it. Because nothing can go wrong. This is why, it. why should this relationship go wrong? I'm trying to marry you. I've this only got... It. I've got, I haven't got so much time to now start dating again or I don't want to date again, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's when sometimes we have to like relearn our associations with dating and, you know, having kind of some taboos around you go on date with, dates with multiple people or maybe you're dating multiple mm-hmm. people and people are like, ah, how can you do that? Like, th- that's a bit, we only associate that with men. Like men can not play the field in the sowing your wild oats, basically, you know. But they can date multiple people and it's not an issue. And they're just, because they're trying to scout out their options. And women often aren't afforded that luxury. They're loyal in the talking stage. Why would you give somebody, (laughs) nah, let's talk about that. (laughs) Let's go. Why would you give someone your loyalty when they haven't expressed that they're going to be loyal to you? And number two, you're not getting the reward for your loyalty that you should. You're waiting have. to for this man to come and pluck you into exclusivity. All in the sense of I'm just trying to display that I am marriage material. I'm the when, one for me, pick me. But you're not auditioning for the role of wife. You're coming here playing, not even playing, you're coming here to be you. This is not an audition. Did you hear that? And I upus. And I, no, no, honestly, I because it's just like you'll be out here being loyal in the talking stage. And then when he comes and says, oh, do you know what? This is actually not working. And then you find two twos. Now he's talking to another person. You're like, oh, but we were in a relationship. No, you weren't. No, you were not. First of all, you weren't in a relationship. You were dating. And now your whole heart is broken because in your head, you were playing house. You already had a family and your wedding day. This man was not even you had even hands with you. As in public. He didn't want to be seen with you in public. Oh, you know what? I've actually made some very (laughs) foolish, foolish mistakes in my past. We've been there, man. We've actually all been there. Sis, we're not even getting at you. We're just reflecting. Honestly, we've been there. We have done some dumb stuff. And that's not to say, like, obviously, dating is the preliminary. It's what you you look at to see, is this the person that I want to commit to? Yeah. But at the same time, not everything is riding on your first few dates. You know, this is you getting to know somebody. You and need to them get getting to know, to know you. You're you not need to know if auditioning they're auditioning for a role. You're not it, precisely this. You're not auditioning for a role. You're genuinely getting to know the person, and they're genuinely getting to know you. Yeah. And that takes time, and that's okay. That is all right. Why are you rushing down an aisle that does not exist yet? So then, how do you actually date with the intention of marriage? What's the right way to do it? Then? First of all, is get to know a person. Like date normally. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, just actually get. To know but somebody. I feel like we've gotten to a point sometimes where we've over overthunk, overthought, <laughs> overthink it. It's one of them. Think it. <laughs> think if had me. We overthink it. <laughs> we've just oh, we have thought about this so much. <laughs> I don't know what the word. What's the past tense of overthink? We've overthought. We've overthought. We have overthinketh this so much. <laughs> no, yeah, we've overthought this so much that sometimes, like, just doing it in normality. Yeah. For men, it may be normal, like, because uh, they, I feel like men don't feel like they have to impress. Whilst there is that element of, I want you to see the best side of me, I'm here, this is this is who I am. Whereas women, it's like, oh, wait, I really want him to like me. Yes. Especially if you come from this pa- place of, like, 
not desperation, but like, I really want a boyfriend. Yeah. Like, I, I do mm-hmm. want to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. You you might just want the person who is there conveniently to be that person. Um, so that it becomes hard to conceive what it is to be casual, like mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. to just be normal because mm-hmm. dating has been framed either by fear mm-hmm. or by um, just loneliness and desperation or by external pressure. If all your, everyone is in your ears when we get married, the next guy you date, why would you be wasting time? Da, 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 da. And this is why you are descaling fish at his mother's house during the talking stage. <laughs> <laughs> This is why. Do you know the intimacy of the scaling fish <laughs> at somebody's kitchen? In their mother's house. That you have to wrap your hair for that. Do you know what I'm... You have to have a ring for that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes I don't even do that for my mom. <laughs> Stop! I'm so sorry. Like... You're out here washing, you're washing chicken. You're rinsing it, uh, but it in uh... vinegar, but you haven't cooked for your mother since when? This And this is it. Yeah, this is it. And this is where we talk about performative dating. Mm-hmm. Personal development is key. It really is. And let, let your personal development be your primary focus whilst you're single. This is it. Because if you're going into a relationship to perform, it goes back to that thing we were talking about in our feminine energy, high value men mm-hmm. episode, where everything becomes performative and you're using it for manipulation rather than actually forming a true relationship. Yeah. And that's not to say that there's no such thing as wisdom, right? Like, okay, I can do something because I know that you'll like it. Okay. But to actually manipulate someone just because sir is... And this is when you see the failings of it, right? Like, oh, I'm going to go and help his mum with X, Y, Z. His mum will like me and then he'll marry me. Yeah. His mum has met several other girlfriends oh, next to you. She's it. used to the routine by This is now. it. This is it. His boys, you're doing, oh, his boys like me. They think I'm so funny. His boys find all his girlfriends funny. All his things funny. They won't even refer to you as girlfriend. He hasn't introduced you as his girlfriend. They're doing our wife, our wife. It's not so. It's not. It's until. Ah. <laughs> ah. Just take it day by day, month by month, yeah. year by year. Don't run. <laughs> you ru- take your no, time, ah, You're child. running. No, but on, ah, we're running. We're at the aisle already. We've just met this person. We'll just, you know, go out for drinks, having coffee. Mm. Ah, the way he drinks his coffee, that's a husband material there. Oh, I like the way he's assertive with the, the, the waitress. I like the excitement, though, sometimes. The it's romance fun. is nice. The romance is nice. But let's be hopeful romantics. And I feel like hopeful romantics are people who, they use wisdom and common sense. Like, <laughs> don't allow yourself, no, but don't allow yourself to be so overwhelmed mm-hmm, by, like, mm-hmm. just the euphoria, you know? Or even, especially, like, for example, I've been single for a really long time. Um, I say that like it's a bad thing, but mm. it's been more so like a time for me to really evolve and work on myself and I'm still working on myself. But it can often get to a point where you get to this point where you're lonely mm. and you're thinking, oh, is there any point really holding out or waiting for the person who is my standard, mm. you mm-hmm. know? Especially as I'm trying to evolve to meet that standard. So then anyone who is around conveniently, you kind of get super excited yeah. and you start making excuses as to why this person should be the one and maybe I should compromise on this and that. And that's not to say relationships are without compromise. They mm-hmm. are with compromise, but some things are non-negotiables and yeah. some things just don't make you happy. And some things are red flags. And some things are red, exactly. Some things are red flags. And I think that that's, it's the idolatry sometimes of marriage mm. we want 
marriage so much rather than actually caring about this person. Yeah. We want companionship so much that we don't, the heart of this person doesn't matter to me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I may have convinced myself that it does, but really and truly all I'm doing is bending myself so exactly I can fit is. into a situation which might not be right for me right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And I think we are so... I mean, companionship is lovely, but we also need to be comfortable being alone. Mm, and realising you're enough. And that's okay. Peace you're is nice. without it, sis. Peace is nice. It's sweet. Because marriage is a whole different ballpark. Mm, it's you hard. Don't, you don't want to be like... I think my biggest fear, because I've seen it, you don't want to be in marriage, going up against some of life's biggest challenges with someone, A, you hate, and B, can't handle it. Jeez. You know, or, oh, or you, who are not com- committed to even trying. Goodness me. And I think sometimes you see those red flags, but mm. you kind of become a bit of a victim of your own circumstance yeah. where you're like, I don't really see if I could get any better than this. So let me settle for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God forbid we be a, like a generation of sisters that mm-hmm. do that. Don't settle. At all. Don't settle. And then don't also be the opposite of that. Oh. Because I think often we have the conversation around like, oh, you know, I'm waiting for the best and all that kind of stuff. But as you said, whilst you are single, don't like, don't waste time, like just preparing yourself for companionship, but also Mm. be a person that is worth being a companion, if that makes sense. So oftentimes when we prepare for companionship, we focus on doing something for the other person when really we should be focusing on developing skills and characteristics that make us a good person or like an right. interesting, a fun, a cool right. person in our own right, right, such that companionship is now not hard. But when you pivot everything that you're doing, your personal development around finding companionship, you will find that in the instances where companionship is not enough or like you're separated from the person, all of a sudden you crumble because you have no pillar you have no center you have no sense of like self anything yeah and you kind of feel betrayed then when that person goes off and just goes and discovers the thing that they like that you're not involved in like it really and this is the thing like you this is what we want to encourage our community of sisters to have you are a whole being with a purpose with just so much talent so much knowledge just so much beauty it's not just for marriage. Yeah. Like all of that doesn't exist yeah. just to please a man. Um, and society shouldn't put that on you. You should have the freedom to explore yourself. Um, and whilst you may have a strong desire for marriage and that's not bad, mm. don't make it into an idol. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, it's, it's mm-hmm. not what's going to make your life complete. It's not. And focus on compounding experiences rather than furthering possession. Because I think sometimes when we... <laughs> God, me stop. say that again say that again. we focus on like when we are dating to marry we often measure progress by thinking how much further am i in possessing you as my husband or possessing Mm. you as my partner like has he asked me to be his girlfriend yet has he asked me for my hand in marriage has he specified that you know i am his or he is mine and when we focus on that we forget that dating and getting to know somebody is Mm. not just about possession it's about the privilege of experiencing things with that person and experiencing mm. that person in of itself. And once you compound experience, that's when you're able to compound love. That's when you're able to compound companionship. Wow. That's when you're able to have a bank of real experiences that you can either he can draw on or you can draw on mm. in the future and say, do you know what? 
because of these compounding experiences, because of how I feel when I'm like with this person, because of the history that we have, I see a future with them. So focus on compounding history and experiences as opposed to how much further is am I to getting him? I want him. I need him. When is he going to be mine? When is he mine? And that's a principal way that a lot of women actually mess up their relationships, especially in like the early dating phases. Mm. I was speaking to a male friend of mine and um, we were talking just about like dating relationships and stuff like that. And he was talking about the fact that, you know, after I think six or seven months, he was ready to ask the girl that he was dating to be his girlfriend. Mm. And he was like, in the early phases, he was dating like multiple people mm. and he made it very clear that he was doing that. But then I think it was like a month or two down the line, what some of, most of the girls got frustrated and they were like, we, I need you to cuff me now. Mm. And he was like, I've made it clear to you from the beginning that I want to actually take my time with, with this and really okay. like get to know the, like everyone first. Yeah, get to know you. Um, and literally he was like, she was the only one like left standing. And I really but then enjoyed how the experience. How do you then balance the whole, like not being there forever? Yeah. Like, yeah. Being, Don't being in, in, in the dating phase for 10 years. Do you get what I mean? Um, I think you just need to make it very, very clear from the beginning. Mm. Communication is key. So don't, you don't have to specify and say, you know, after six months, I want to be coughed, mm. but do say that, you know, there is certain time horizons that I'm looking to yeah. complete stuff in. Yeah. Like, I've definitely been in situations where like I've spoken to a person I'm dating. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm looking like in terms of marriage, mm. I'd ideally like to get married after X amount of years. Mm. Um, obviously, these things are variable based yeah. on, you know, whatever. But just making it clear from the jump that, yeah. you know, this is what I want as opposed to just like waiting for them to take the lead. Mm. And, and, and that's OK. Like, yeah. And th- there's also a need for intentionality there as well. I think once you make those expectations very clear and not just operating under assumptions like actually make those expectations clear and communicate them and also listen to what the other person is telling you um but also look at what their actions are showing you oh yeah and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that will that will tell you a, a whole bunch that will tell you more than what they've said to you because if you <laughs> if they've said oh you know yeah i definitely want to get married in you know a year or two and you're in year three and he hasn't even asked you to be his girlfriend surely you must leave oh but how can you be dating for two years you'd, be surprised. That bondage, you'd be surprised you'd be surprised though you know desperate when you're convinced and co- committed to somebody mm. sometimes the blind spot is serious this is why you need accountability around <laughs> sorry that's just brought something massive to my mind yeah um serious marriage is about community you need to do it in community oh 100 that's having sisters around you who can tell you like from an outside perspective this is what this looks like make sure that those sisters have your best interest at heart um and and the same with having people of, of wisdom and of counsel around you um whether that's your parents your mentors your pastors yeah. or you know people around you who you consider to be people of rapport and respect mm listen to their insights about what they're telling you because blind spots when you're in love love is one of the fo- love is love will blind you like blind, blind you <laughs> it will actually do wonders on you and all of a sudden you're in an us against the world Oni and us Clyde against them set the world on That's fire it. you'll burn them. you'll burn very well you'll burn very well all of a sudden oh, oh they're jealous of us you're being abused leave Mm, all of a sudden mm, you're, you're unable exactly yeah. you're unable to see and like you said it's a fine balance you do need to find people that you trust people that have actually shown that they're committed to seeing you grow people that love you it's always okay to ask their opinion or get yes, their advice yes. it doesn't mean you always have to listen to it or like you know you're under the spell of somebody's whatever 
But it is important to have accountability. And I think that's even important in marriage for both parties to ensure that both parties have some form of accountability. I completely agree. They have to. I completely agree. That's so good. So then I guess the final question I want to ask is, since we're talking about marriage and the modern day woman, can women have it all? You often have these conversations, like when you when you think about female entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. they often can't escape that question. Like no matter how successful you're doing in your business, and I was listening to um, the CEO podcast, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think it's called Diary of a CEO, um, and they were interviewing Grace Beverly, who mm. is like major inspo. Mm. And she was saying, you know, oftentimes women entrepreneurs, they can't escape that question. Even if I have, millions in the bank i've got all my accolades i'm doing really well as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. somebody will always find a way to you know circle back to asking you so what's your dating life like and they don't do the same thing for men right successful men don't often get asked they they get asked you know oh so anyone you're dating just so that kind of because they're the eligible bachelor and all the girls want to know and even you hear it in um celebrity culture so i'm going on so many tangents Mm -hmm. but you hear it in celebrity culture where they're like you know if a man in hollywood wants to keep up his image he won't openly admit that, that he's, he's dating a, somebody, he's dating yeah. somebody. Yeah. um so kind of but women it's like oh you're you know you're 30 something no matter how much you've got sis do the mature thing where's your spouse you know where are your kids but a lot of people then ask can sex do successful women trade off yeah the family the yeah. marriage and yeah. um, the, the romance mm-hmm. for kid and um, for for having a successful business mm. so do you think women can have it all perhaps i'm overly optimistic but absolutely right i believe you can oh it's gonna sound so moist but i believe you can have anything that you want right and i think that this is not to underplay the fact that it's going to be difficult Mm. because it is going to be hard juggling a business juggling um all these kind of things that you're doing and then also pursuing a romantic relationship in the same way that it would be difficult for a man to do those kind of things Mm. i think it's possible for women to quote unquote have it all mm. if they desire it all and if it's part of their like mm. if they want it yeah they just need to be willing to work for it yeah i even think like my problem is not even with can women have it all it's the assumption that that has to be a question mm. like why are we asking women can they have it all yeah, yeah like i feel like the problem point. is more so in like yeah why is it that we are asking women about their dating lives if they're coming on uh you know a show about entrepreneurship yeah if we're not asking men the same question yeah why is it that we're not challenging this whole idea of you know the eligible bachelor why is it that he gets to be the eligible bachelor (laughs) but because uh, mother fertility is knocking for somebody else we have to be asking (laughs) her who is she dating a great example of this is rihanna rihanna's minding her business she is making billions she is doing some amazing things but every time i open up any kind of like entrepreneurial magazine or like all those kind of stuff it's like oh she's dating xyz or Mm. like who's she dating now and mm. you know her love life and all that yeah, kind of stuff obsession. the obsession is much it's much yeah but i, I kind of get it sometimes not with the obsession that i'm on the same <laughs> um but in the sense that i think women can have it all i don't know if they can have it all at the same time in mm. the way people think it would look yeah I think it's very difficult for any human being, like you said, like it's difficult for men as well to say, I'm going to be this involved in my home life and I'm going to be this involved in my work life and yeah. I'm going to be this involved in maintaining my friendships. I'm going to be this involved in my investments. 
all at the same time. Yeah. Nah. Those, like, the way it looks will have to change. Yeah. And I think that that's where, like, sometimes we need to just apply some wisdom and some reality in the sense of, okay, you can't be the housewife and the CEO, like, the active CEO at the same time. Mm -hmm. One of those roles will have to look a certain way from the mainstream. Yeah. Right? If you're in... Because the entrepreneur life, it, it can be really hectic, oh, right? 100%. 100%. No sleep, doing this, it's erratic. Can you do that lifestyle whilst also taking care of young kids? Who need your intention and doing mummy, mummy, mummy. Mm, mm. <laughs> Breastfeed me. <I'm> screaming. <laughs> you know, sometimes you can't. And, and that's not to say there aren't women who do that. But I think there are... There's going to be compromise and a need to balance things mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and adjust things. And there may... There will need to be different involvement from your your husband like there may need to be um points where you're like your role as a man in this house is not going to look like the traditional men no, that we've seen in, uh, do you get what i mean because <laughs> i'm not going to be home in time to make dinner i've got this meeting yeah you know and and i think it's that do you not feel the pressure to have your life look like what other people expect it to look like mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. i know a lot of people um a lot of women feel this pressure of people say oh you're not kid- with your kids enough mind your business I'm doing what's best for my life, my family, my family dynamic. Yeah. In balancing all the things that I have been called and graced to do. I don't need you projecting your, your ideas of what your life should look like on me. You know, just because I've left my children with God, um, their godparents or their grandparents or a childminder doesn't make me any less of a mother. Or just because, you know, I've decided to commit myself because I've, just because I've decided to commit myself to home and, and being on maternity leave for maybe six years, that is none of your business. <laughs> six years. And get is, do you, but do you get what I mean? I may decide that, that I, I don't want to run my company actively mm. now that I have mm. kids. I, I want to give it all up to be a housewife. And so it's none of your business Absolutely. what I decide to do. Um, or I may decide... I want to go to work and I want to be at work all the time. And mm. people will paint you as, oh, you're that cruel mother who's never around their child. Mind your business. And specifically mind the business that pays you. Mind clearly it's not paying you well enough. Enough. It's not keeping you occupied. It's not keeping you occupied. And that that's what I, I'm trying to get at. Like, I think you can have it all, but you have to release yourself from the bondage of people's expectations. Yeah. And start to realize what's best for me and my family. Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. we start to think about what will practically work for us, what will fulfill us, what of course will involve sacrifice, mm-hmm. but sacrifice that we are willing to make. Yeah. For the greater good. What does that look like for us? And don't feel like there's this pressure. You, you have to live up to the expectation people have mm. outwardly of mm-hmm, you and, mm-hmm. and from external pressures. Because I feel like that's when people start to feel like they're falling short. And they're continuing to fall short as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a whatever. But I think it's about having those open conversations with people and be like, you know what? Mm. Looking at our current circumstances, our capacity, our goals, our vision. This is what success looks like for us right now. We don't need anyone else's approval of that. If we know that that's working for us, yeah. that's what matters. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So 100%. I, I believe women can have it all. I think they just, everyone's all looks different. Yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah. And that's fine. That's okay. Wow. And just like that, we're at the end of another episode. Oh, already? <laughs> already? <laughs> 
time goes by yes. so quickly, doesn't it? Really it really does. But we want to know your thoughts. What do you think about the modern day woman, the 21st century woman and um, marriage? What do you think is the relevance about like for our generation? Do you think it is still relevant? Do you want to get married or don't you? I mean, if that's too personal, sis, just, just go and pre the comments. Just go and have <laughs> a good little gossip. And also, what do you think intentional dating looks like mm-hmm. at this stage of our lives as, you know, growing um, entrepreneurial women and just women in their early 20s just trying to thrive i'm sure a lot of people can share their wisdom and you can join in the conversation a in the youtube comment box but also you can message us and join the conversation on instagram and on twitter using the handle at to my sisterhood and the hashtag to my sisters you can also join the conversation on twitter by using the hashtag to my sisters And don't forget to join the mailing list where we share our weekly tips on how to grow and glow. We'll be back very soon with another episode. And don't forget, keep glowing and growing. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com